Hello again, I'm Dagny Crane, and welcome to our fourth video webcast, Episode 7 of the Infinite Potential series, The Hidden Jewel, The Gospel of Stress Science, The Naked Truth. So, Adam, tell us more about the Gospel of Stress Science. Well, doesn't gospel imply good news? Well, it does, but what makes it such good news? Because many people lose hope and are crushed by the adversities of life. Most of us at one time or another feel like there is so little we can control. And the good news is that stress science is relatively easy to learn, virtually free, and fun to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder why more people don't work at it. And there is a cost in that it takes a uh, it takes learning, focus, and work, but the payoff is enormous. Stress science truly is a hidden jewel, a buried treasure. Yeah. Remember our friend Sam told us about buried treasure in his hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And people discovered down there that they own the mineral rights on their property. So when they heard there is gas underground all over the Shreveport area, they invited some uh, you know, energy companies to come in and, and drill, baby drill. And quite a few actually hit gas and became instant millionaires. Oh. And they were literally sitting on buried riches. Uh-huh. That's a metaphor for the hidden treasure, the gospel, the good news that even modest stress management skills deliver a huge payoff quickly, easily, beautifully. Uh. In, in episode five on economic order, we, we discussed how when one looks carefully, relaxes and clears his mind, he or she almost always discovers that there are far more resources available than they realized before doing the arithmetic. Uh. And we're talking about readily available wealth most people don't realize they have. Oh, and what about Sam? Did he strike gas? I asked him, and he said he is producing substantial amounts of carbon dioxide and methane uh, laced with hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, hydrogen sulfide, and dimethyl sulfide. However, unlike his neighbors, he attributes his success to the many Excellent Cajun and Mexican restaurants in Shreveport. <laughs> oh, do you think ordinary people can become extraordinarily good at managing stress? And that is change, as we discussed in Episode 6? Well, of course they can. But they must realize that learning how to manage stress well is critically important. Or, to put it in a more positive way, Claiming this treasure for themselves will transform the quality of their priceless life. Mm. Suffering is massively reduced and transformed into fuel for living. For living. Oh. Specifically, what must be learned, accomplished, in order to reduce the, uh, the bad stress or change so we can get more of the good or healthy stress change? <laughs> it means... Continuously reducing the fight-or-flight response all you can, all the time, every day. But don't we need the fight-or-flight response in order to avoid danger? Not really. Uh, intelligence works much better for avoiding danger. Oh. The fight-or-flight response 
evolved in order to give us a little extra boost, adrenaline energy to help save our life in, in fast-moving, life-threatening physical situations. Mm -hmm. If the only time we used the fight-or-flight response was when we were facing true physical danger, then self-destructive stress would virtually disappear. But unfortunately, a side effect of our advanced thinking capability is that the fight-or-flight response is also triggered by thoughts which have nothing to do with true physical emergencies. Anxious thoughts like fear or losing a job, insults, worry, mm -hmm. poor self-imagery, etc., can trigger fight-or-flight day and night, and that is a disaster. It, it, it ruins our daily life and, and, and can often kill us. Uh, so the idea is to reduce the fight-or-flight response, but what happens in an actual life-threatening situation? Well, one of the most important martial arts training principles and also important principles in yoga and virtually all forms of meditation is teaching how to reduce the fight-or-flight response as much as possible all the time every day. Master warriors realized long ago that reducing the fight-or-flight response during a real life or death emergency led to more uh, quicker action uh, and, and a faster, more powerful uh, response and, and a victorious outcome. Western science recognizes that there are poorly understood capabilities called subtle energies which can be activated in human beings under the right conditions. These powerful energies require a calm, focused mind. So skilled warriors learn to relax the muscles, regulate the breathing, and bring all of the mind into the present in this process reduces fear, increases speed, focus, and power to meet the challenge. So reducing fight-or-flight response is a critical aspect of what the famous peak performance psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi calls what he calls flow. And is this the same as mindfulness? I would say that flow emerges as a special state or quality within the wider field of mindfulness. Aha. Uh -huh. In episode six, we discussed a simple way to look at reducing unhealthy change or stress, right? Yeah. And work with the voluntary nervous system, the muscles, and the autonomic or emotional system by using breathing, and finally, the central nervous system through imagery and awareness and mindfulness. So tell us more about how to improve those skills. Well, first start with the muscle system by learning the key or signal muscles. And if you and if you use biofeedback instruments, by the way, you can speed and deepen your learning immensely. And, and what do you mean by signal muscles? Well, certain muscles are the first ones to become too tense when the unhealthy stress response is just beginning, and they become even more tense as the maladaptive stress response continues over time. Mm. Key signal muscles are <clears throat> the mastoid, jaw, you know, mm -hmm. the muscles of the face and eyes, the extensors, 
the forearm, the trapezius, you know, the shoulders lift up unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are many other signals that become loud and clear if you simply train yourself to be aware of them. Ah, like posture. Perfect. <laughs> Unhealthy stress degrades posture and it gives many other signals as well. So once you are aware of the signal, what do you do? I mean, does improving the posture reduce unhealthy stress? Of course, relax whatever muscle is signaling you. Bingo. Uh -huh. Simply start undoing what has begun to malfunction and do it as soon as possible. The earlier you realize fight or flight has begun, the easier it is to reverse. Uh -huh. So relax the jaw. Lower the shoulders, mm -hmm. stand straight, mm -hmm. take a deep breath. Yeah. By taking a deep breath and relaxing muscles, you know, you've begun to modify or fix what is wrong with the autonomic or emotional system as well. Uh-huh. So by first relaxing the muscles mm -hmm. and correcting my posture, I am step-by-step step going from the outside inward. Mm -hmm. And how can I, how can we master correct breathing? Oh. You know, mastering breathing is probably one of the most powerful skills anyone can ever learn. But we are not talking about mastering breathing here, but rather learning some basic breathing skills. Applying basic breathing skills increases energy and clears the mind. For example, just realizing that we breathe too shallow when stressed can cause us to just take a deep breath, uh -huh. and already we get a huge benefit. A clear mind becomes interested in learning to take this free, amazing life improvement strategy called breathing better to higher and higher levels That's of skill. skill. Well, breathing then affects the uh, central nervous system. Yeah, yeah. And one is able to pay attention better and, and yeah. think more coherently, and we devote a whole episode to breath work. That's right. Oh. So anyway, as performance improves, so does quality of life. What was that Greek word? Um, eudaimonia. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, balanced, creative, uh, thriving life, probably also filled with good laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Yeah, one learns to... To meet the adversities of life with more spirit, increasing uh -huh. competence, uh -huh. and, 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 and increasing one's humanity. Uh -huh. And like you say, there's laughter and fun. <laughs> Biofeedback. <laughs> <laughs> the technology of self-knowledge. Right. Can also be used to increase self-regulation and uh, the autonomic and central nervous systems. Explain how. Well, uh, I can't explain how because it would take too long in this episode. Oh. Uh, you know, we've only got a few minutes. So um, what I would say is that we've already discussed muscle feedback instruments. But instruments such as temperature, skin conductance, heart rate, as well as respirometers and inspirometers for breath learning can improve self-regulation of the autonomic nervous system. Neurofeedback for self-regulating 
brain activity and improving creativity, mm -hmm. for example, uh -huh. has been used by hundreds of thousands of people, people. already. Mm. And there are thousands of practitioners available to help anyone interested, yeah, that's many true. of whom you've trained. That's right. <laughs> Well, relaxing the muscles, breathing deeply and smoothly clears the mind, increasing awareness and creativity. It seems so simple, you know? Yeah. This process reduces suffering and brings more aliveness. Yet there are so many struggling and suffering so much. And missing out on the fun and the happiness possible. Yeah. When we use words like fun and happiness, could we substitute, how about the word energy? That's a great insight and a simplification. Uh -huh. it, it it takes enormous energy to live creative, creatively, uh -huh. you know, which is the key to happiness and fun. Uh -huh. uh, how do we get that energy? <laughs> That's what the Infinite Potential episodes are teaching. Yeah. Life is a banquet, yet most people are crawling around under the table trying to find crumbs, <laughs> seems like. <laughs> well, talk to us about aging and stress science. You and I have been trying to figure out how to do the best job we can with our own aging process for uh, at least 40 years. Yeah. The older we get, the harder we work at it, because the challenge is greater. You know, aging ain't for sissies. If you're not getting older, you know, you're dead. So... You know, probably the most common skill shared by people who live long, healthy lives is that they all practice exceptionally effective strategies for managing the stress in their lives. Uh, are these strategies mental or, or are they physical? Psychophysiological means both. Long-lived people inevitably have some kind of philosophical or spiritual set of beliefs which help them calm their minds, face the endless challenges of being alive, and give them some feeling of peace. Yeah. The physical aspects include some or all of the basics that we're explaining in this series. It's self-defeating and, and, and counterproductive to separate or try to separate the physical and mental. And mental. Oh, when uh, we become aware that stress is damaging us and we have to uh, consciously figure out how we're going to deal with it, what should we focus on? The Infinite Potential series is our attempt to make this process as clear as we can. The in entire infinite potentials wheel of opportunity is our effort to illustrate uh, and develop a practical stress science, a kind of radical stress strategies super school. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, episode eight will be uh, exercise mm -hmm. after that, attention, mm -hmm. the breath work, mm -hmm. and sleep science. Mm -hmm. We have already done economic order. Next mm. comes love, mm -hmm. meditation, and contemplation. Then uh, radical life extension, and finally radical stress training or learning. Mm -hmm. ah. 
you know, besides enhancing aging, reducing the maladaptive stress response strengthens the immune system, you know. Research shows that people who have average stress management skills become ill with some kind of stress-related disorder in direct proportion to, to how long uh, and how great the, the, the stress dis, uh, maladaptive stress response is and how long is it's endured. Mm. For example, the Holmes-Ray scale rates life events from a minor violation of the law, which is only 11 points, uh -huh. to change in the financial state, which is 38 points, oh, yeah. to death of a spouse, which is the worst, that's 100 points. And it turns out that if a person with average stress management skills gets about 300 points within a year, there is a high probability that they will get a severe stress-related disorder within the following 18 months, oh. including ones that kill them. Wow. But if the skills are developed to above average, then the same stress thing change mm -hmm. <laughs> will not make you as sick, and you can even learn to transform stress to fuel for thriving. That's right. You know, crisis means both danger and opportunity. Uh -huh. There's a saying in, in martial arts that your worst enemy may be your best teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that which doesn't kill you can make you stronger. Yeah. Uh -huh. What else about learning and applying stress science comes to mind? Well, to me, one of the greatest benefits is cr creativity. Reducing unhealthy stress helps us live more creative lives. How? Reducing the maladaptive stress response reduces loss of energy, which leads to increased awareness. Yeah. Being more conscious, thinking coherently, and living creatively requires tremendous energy. Well, uh, one of the tough things about getting older is the sense that one is losing energy. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Sometimes it can feel... Like the life force is just sort of draining out, you know. Ah, so how can we fight it? Well, I should be asking you, since you are handling aging so beautifully. Oh, thank you. Fighting the loss of energy may not be the best way to, to think about it, because one of the best ways to slow down loss of energy is to reduce conflict. And fighting implies conflict. Mm -hmm. I think seeing the truth of our condition of aging and harmonizing with nature feels more like dancing, you know, having fun, <laughs> and it's much more effective. More effective. You know. uh, we are so grateful for the lives we have. There is even a sense of excitement about the adventure of this stage of life. Yeah. This brings us back to some of the issues we dealt with during the two episodes we devoted to economic order, mm -hmm. uh, like living as simply as possible and doing so much as you can, work you love. Yeah. Yeah. Think, think how important economic order is within the context of the huge health care struggle we mm -hmm. have in the U.S. right now, you know. Most of us cannot afford the expensive Cadillac personal health insurance plans. Mm -hmm. We all 
most of us have to make the most of whatever health insurance we can afford and a, and a healthy lifestyle an application of stress science reduces personal health care costs more than any other strategy. Mm. Your quality of life and ability to make a living depends on your ability to handle your own stress. Yeah, and, and also uh, it, it, your ability to help out others that you love. That you love. Oh, a lot of people fear the circumstances of their lives are too difficult. I mean, yeah. they're afraid they just can't make changes in their lives that make a real difference. Yeah. They feel like they've been dealt a, a, a losing hand. Uh, yeah. You can't change the hand you're dealt with, but that you're dealt, but you can't change the way you play it. You know, it seems you can even change the hand you've been dealt. Oh, how so? What's done is done, isn't it? Research shows that we are born with a specific, apparently fixed gene structure. However, scientists have demonstrated that the way we behave, you know, the uh -huh. way we play the hand we have been dealt, uh -huh. the choices we make in, in our lives determine which genes are turned on and which lie dormant or are turned off. Oh. Turning on or off genes changes the body and changes the way the genes influence even brain cells. Uh -huh. In essence, science is proving that the way we play our hand can cause mental and physical transformation. Essentially, change the hand we have been dealt. We've been dealt. Yes. Doesn't it mean we can actually influence our own evolution? I mean, that is incredible. Yeah. If you have genes that cause you to have a propensity for diabetes or heart trouble or cancer or vibrant health, your behavior can influence whether those genes are turned on or off. Uh -huh. I think that takes stress science and self-regulation to, to uh, it's a whole new level. People who want to improve their lives must see that becoming good at stress management and self-regulation does not require money, but does require paying the price of learning and implementing what they have learned. Will people pay the price? Well, of course, at least some will. People will pay to see the truth, even if it's because she is naked. <laughs> Tell us the story of how you found our mysterious, beautiful, naked lady. Well, I was looking at paintings in a gallery in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. The owner of the gallery felt she was worthless, so he threw darts at her. Hmm. I loved her, so I, I rescued her. Who is the artist? Well, it's hard to read the signature. It looks like A-O or C-O... Uh, K-R-A-N-A -A or K-R-A-N-C, yeah, in 1933. And what'd you pay for? $125. She's priceless. <laughs> the naked truth? <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious, beautiful, 
Naked truth. <laughs> <laughs>